On this episode of the Real Life Carry Podcast, we break fresh ground and do something we've never done before. Zabo and I welcome our first ever female guest. Yes, after 118 episodes, we welcome a lady onto the show. On this episode, our guest is Marcella Smith from Southern California. Marcella is a keen golfer who's taken her passion for the game to the next level. For several years, she's been running in-person seminars and online classes to help introduce both men and women to the game of golf, and more specifically, the rules of golf. Rules are not golfers' strong point, but Marcella makes it fun for us all by integrating stories from her golf experiences abroad, along with the ladies' matches with friends at home. I'm very happy to say that we had a really great laugh with Marcella, and I would encourage everyone to check out her website after listening to this episode. If you have any feedback or questions, please email us, podcast at glorifieddonkey.com, or contact us on social media. Please also check out our podcast sponsor, Big Game Golf. You can download the app free today and start enjoying your golf matches more. Thanks for listening, and we hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Real Life Carry Podcast. Now, before we introduce our guest, we have to go through a couple of different things. We're actually recording at Melville's Tavern in Monterey. I'm sitting here with Zabo. Yeah, if you hear a little extra background noise, this is a new location, but we're happy to be here. Very authentic. It is very authentic. Yeah. You hear some clattering, maybe a phone ringing or two. Well, it, it distracts from us talking. It does, which is a good thing. We're also, we have to dedicate this episode to, we lost a good horse this past month. One of the best. We lost a uh, dear friend of the podcast and my father-in-law, Jim Atwell, passed away about a, a little less than a month ago. Yes, exactly. And I was very, very fortunate to actually meet Jim this time last year up in Oregon. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, that was after his incident with me on the golf he course. Died, where he, he, died, he, 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 he died on the golf course, Marcella, at Pebble Beach while I was playing with him. His heart stopped. Sudden cardiac arrest for 15 minutes. They brought him back, and he lived another good year. He went on a cruise with his wife, an international cruise. He went back to school to teach. He was substitute teaching elementary school. Six months ago. Yeah. He also appeared on the, on, on the podcast. On the he, podcast. He hardly got a word in because we were just on fire. As we usually are. However, yeah. our thoughts, prayers go out to you, you the family, Thank Marianne, you. Jean, Julie, the, yeah. whole, the whole shebang. He's, he was a good horse. I'm going to miss him tagging me on Twitter. Oh, he's legendary on Twitter. Thing. Legendary. Everywhere. He was, so, he was a great man. Good lad. Dearly so, missed. He's probably still listening. He is. This episode is called Girls Play Golf. Two. Okay, so we have a guest. We do have a the, guest. The first female guest on. Do you identify as a girl? <laughs> Today I do. Today you do. Okay, Marcella Smith. Welcome, Marcella. Welcome. Thank you. Okay, so you are the first female guest on the podcast. How does it feel? Wow, it's a little scary because I've listened enough to know, <laughs> but I think I can handle it. You I'm from the it. hood. I'm from okay. the hood. All joking aside, the women. Should they really be allowed to play golf? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on which women. <laughs> oh, I love it. Good point. <laughs> yes. So I met Marcella about maybe six or seven years ago, I think. You and met her like on course? Somewhere? On the golf course, on the big course. 17 Seriously? And there was a, an issue with a ruling. And she just happened to be walking past. And, she and, explained and she's it. a rules guru, right? Is it? This is what happened. I'm, so a, I'm a rules diva. So you came in and, and you told these guys, these men, what the rule was. And I did, think half did, them did didn't they, like uh, it. Did they like that ruling or did they have no, an issue half, with it? Half them hated it and half them liked it. And then we exchanged details and then we connected on Instagram. And over the last few years, we've been in touch. She's up in Monterey for the Women's Open. US Open. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we, we wanted her on. Okay, but do you want to know what really happened? Go on. Yes. Okay. So what really happened is I was here filming for a brand that I work with, uh, equipment brand. What's the brand? Zexio. Zexio. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sexy Owl, we That's like Shrixen. to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. They're a high-end brand, yes. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, very exclusive. Anyway, it makes me such a better player. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 you either have a swing or you don't, but... 
so I was filming something for them, and I stopped uh, along 17, where the you know you could be driving your car, and I'm with my girlfriend, and I just go along, let me just pop out, take a quick picture. How do you not take a picture? Yeah. And there's this man and his son, and a caddy in the background, a couple other guys, and they're waiting. Mm-hmm. Very good looking gentleman from Scotland, I think. That's what the you caddy, yeah. That's what was my first thought. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. And so I saw these these two guys, and they were. I'm taking a picture. They're like, "Oh, what are you doing? What are you taking? You know, what's going on?" I said, "Well, I'm here filming this mm-hmm. thing. I teach the rules of golf." And they go, "Well, we have this thing. This thing just happened." I go up. Well, I told my friend Rue, "Get the camera out. Start filming." Okay. So I start going through the issue of the rule, which they wanted to understand how to take relief from a cart path, and they didn't know, which is kind of funny. But anyway, we'll get to that later about how most men really interpret the rules very differently they don't really have a need for the book so anyway so we're going through all that and it was really fun we made a great video it's on youtube i posted on my instagram gordon's like oh i had them today he's like and the guys right do you remember that this is is a lad from southern california who hated me that's shocking somebody hated you he he was he was a real piece of work actually and I remember talking to Neil at the time, because that, that's how far back it is. It's at least five years. Did you talk about this incident on the podcast? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did. If you go back to the first 10 episodes, Neil ended up carrying for him the next day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I, I walked to the first tee. I said, it's best for everyone. He apologized for his behavior in 18. Mm-hmm. And I just said to him in the, in the first tee, I said, it's best for everyone that I don't work for you. Well, well it was it. funny because he's really cute and his son was really cute. So they were very nice. Very nice to me trying to understand. And I, I don't guess have a son. He th- <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to um, explain, you know, kind of what happened. And he was a, a little bit, he was Marcella. a little bo- boastful about his own abilities in his short game and everything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's on my YouTube if you want to see it. But that's kind of how we how met originally. Thank yeah. you. So your name is Marcella Smith. That's right. Where for now. From? For now. For now. Yeah. Where are you from? What didn't we just say? Men are from Mars, women? No. I'm from San Diego originally. Okay. And now I live in Palm Desert, but I have lived in a couple of other spots as well and, and lived and played in Tahoe and the Bay Area and Pleasanton area and um, have belonged to a number of country clubs and fortunately and learned a lot about golf that way. Didn't know how to hit anything. I mean, hand-eye thing, keep your eye on the ball was like, what? You know, mm-hmm. I danced when I was little. I did no sports, none of that. So Mike, Mike used to dance when he was little. I well. think he still, still do. does. <laughs> you're right. You're right about that. So, did you grow up? Grow up playing, or when did you no, start playing golf? Oh, I started playing golf at the age of forty. Forty? Yes, because my was it a husband? Which was you don't look into forty. You ten look minutes. Exactly. It was exactly. ten minutes ago yeah, when I started yeah. playing. Coincidentally, started playing last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I started playing just because a girlfriend said, "Hey, you got to play. It's a, it's wonderful. I'm addicted and." So I, it was very, my first round was six hours because I insisted on putting everything out. And oh, I, you know, geez, I was, she was I know, that girl. It was bad. Yeah, I, I was clueless. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually here at Pebble is where I realized that no one knows the rules. Like this thing happened to me in a couples tournament. So you fast forward a few couples? years. Couples Anybody? tournament. Not anymore because of this. <laughs> Seriously? Listen, if you're a man and you want to date me and you have the audacity to question my rules knowledge, it's not going to go well. Know who you're dealing with. D- I no. mean, yep. seriously. So uh, we were at a p- couples tournament. It was a three-day spyglass, pebble, and poppy. Okay. Uh, NCGA event. We're like, I don't know how many holes into pebble, and I hit a little 60-yard shot to the green, and normally no issue. Plugged into a bunker, and it was plugged. And standing where I was, I said, oh, I'm not going to be able to hit that. So I'll just go take, take an unplayable right mm-hmm. here. Absolutely. And at that time, it was uh, arm, you know, shoulder height. And my husband goes, oh, no, 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 no. You can't do that, honey. You, you, if you're going to take an unplayable in a bunker, you have to stay in the bunker. And I go, oh, well, I, I just learned this. I went to this thing at NCGA, and I, yeah. I think I can. Yeah. And he goes, no. A caddy. I don't remember his name. Wish I did, but no, it wasn't you guys. What did the caddy say? Caddy said, no, if you're going to take an unplayable line in a bunker, you have to stay in a bunker. And um, the other couple that was with us, same thing they said. And I'm like, no, I wrote it down. I took, like, tons of notes. Nope. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. So we picked up my ball. He's, he's on. It was a one better ball. He's on, um, you know, putting for par. Of course, he missed his par. 
course. You know, yeah. so I'm just saying. Fault, no. It's your fault. <laughs> well, no, that was another strike, and he only got three. Okay, this is two. <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying. So we find out five holes later, a woman, uh, Casey from NCGA, walks by, and I'm like, excuse me, um, I thought I could take a drop here and just drop stroke and distance, and she's like, sweetheart, you can take stroke and distance anywhere on the course you want, anytime you want. Including in bunkers. Including in bunkers, and don't let anybody tell you any differently. And I'm like, wait a minute. I just freaking started playing this game, and yeah. I learned this because I pay attention to mm-hmm. details. I, I am a little OCD. And all these people who play in professional caddies don't know the rules. So that's when I became interested in them yeah. and eventually started educating women and men and awesome. helping people learn. Well, that, that rule was changed, right? Because before it was you would have to take relief if, from an uh, embedded ball in a bunker. In the, but then they changed that. So that, that's the thing. If you, if you know the rules, you got to stay up to date because the rules change year in and year out, correct? They, they have major changes every four years, but they have updates every year gotcha. in what's called the clarifications mm-hmm. and the interpretations. Yeah. But so. the, wasn't the old rule in bunkers, you could not take a typical unplayable, you would have to stay in the bunker? Or has it always been that way? This was this way many, many, many years ago. Gotcha. Now, when it wow. would have changed, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. was well before 2019. Gotcha. Do you think husbands and wives should play golf together? There's a lot of husbands and wives that should not. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are very nitpicky, okay? And it's more women are nitpicky than men in general, personality-wise. You guys, I don't know if you've experienced that. But men and golf want to help. Just men want to problem solve. They want to help. They want to, you know. Yeah. Say, oh, why don't you do this and just choke down and blah, blah, blah. And it's not helpful when, when she's not a super athlete with the tons of experience with this sport. If yeah. she's not, then your advice is not going to help because you're going to introduce something that her coach hasn't talked to her about before. And all we can think about, if we're newer, again, is just the few things that our coach talked to us about. So I, I think it's a great thing to do together, but you have to be so careful about trying to be helpful. 100%. Yeah. We, we, we talk I have, about it all the time. Yeah, I have the opposite problem, unfortunately, because my wife is a better golfer than me. So when we play, she gives me pointers and I get frustrated. Easy there. <laughs> but yeah, she's a PGA professional. So she actually, oh, nice. she grew up playing the game and played in college. So she is actually probably a little better golfer than I am. Oh, how I nice. Have, I, I have a standard line, Marcella. When someone asks me, oh, does your wife play? I, I say this, I go, hmm, that's a really good question. I don't know. I've never asked. <laughs> I'm getting the impression I could play golf with you. You could, and I'll tell you what. It's about pace. It's about being considerate, and it's not all about you, right? So you got to pick up and move along. Now, we all play by the rules, and most caddies that I encounter are used to, you know, country club, resort players, mm-hmm. especially women who, who may be, you know, maybe men or women that don't want to play by the rules because they're out, have, you know, they're at Pebble, Right. And, and I've found that caddies will, like, kick my ball into the fairway or fluff it up or whatever. Really? I'm like, that's surprising. Well, that, that's surprising. Yeah. No, the caddies don't I'm do like, that. I'm like, do not touch my ball. <laughs> I will. I mean, we don't. The girls don't. I get it. The, I girls, get it. the girls that I play with, we play by the rules. Just Understood. because we just do. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a divot, you play it. Like, we play by the rules. And then if we're not going to play by the rules, it's, it's a very unique exception. But we play by the rules. And then I video everything. So if you're my friend, you know you're going to be on my, <laughs> my Instagram and uh, my YouTube. <laughs> when you play that couples tournament, was that your first interaction with a caddy? No, I had had caddy play before at other country clubs, yeah. Okay, so tell us, tell us about your experiences with caddies. Oh, my God. Um, so, <laughs> so some are really good. I mean, there's the caddies in Scotland, okay. you know, who... Um, you can't understand. Oh, my God. They're I have brutal. no idea what they're saying. And they have all these... First of all, there's like this, you know, don't give away the hole, which we all kind of know what that means. But there's all those kinds of like phrases yeah. that don't really mean anything in real English. And then they've got the accents. So you can't understand anything they're saying. It's freaking freezing. It was 32 degrees when I played the old it's, course it's, it's called summer marcella so um but no it's it they're great but they're just ta- it's like okay you have to stop <sighs> talking because i have no idea what you're wait saying. a second you're saying scots talk a lot i didn't realize that <laughs> 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 yeah so it, you know they're, they're i mean they have a ton of knowledge and the men love scottish oh, caddies. Yeah. oh yeah big time but i just can't understand i just can't understand them so okay. it's like just tell why, me the why, club why was that was it because how, how quickly they speak or the accent and how quickly they speak 
Okay. Yeah, you you probably haven't heard they have an accent. Well, so it's true though. Like a lot of Scots, like your boy Craney talks a mile a minute. Oh. Like you have, I you, you can't understand. Him. Like you you talk at a reasonable pace, but a lot of Scots they talk so fast. If you don't if you don't speak their lingo, well, you're I've, lost. I've I've lived in America on and off for twenty years, right? So you've learned a, to slow it down. I, I, you have to slow down how you talk. That's better. But you have to slow down, enunciate. That's the that's the key, but a lot of caddies won't. They, we're, we're talking that the gene pool is low. Okay, <laughs> it's true, especially so in the caddy game. Yeah, you get you get tired of people asking you to repeat what you said. So I'm I'm surprised that caddies in Scotland and Ireland don't get it yet. No, they. I mean, you know, they're nice guys, but just for for the all the girls were like, I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah, just tell me the club. You know, just actually, I I don't even say tell me the club because one thing I really do not like about caddies is when they don't know you and they walk up and they go instantly you know second hole in they're they're telling you what club to hit yeah, yeah. and they don't know my game right and mm-hmm. so i would rather that you say real number and net number that's all i want i'm obviously some great putt reads and everything but i would rather real number net number and then i decide in the club and maybe Eight nine holes in, you're starting to get, get when I it, use yeah. my pitching wedge or whatever. But there's no reason for you to say what club it is because the bottom line is, if you give me that real number and that net number, I'm that'll be enough. Yeah. What know? kind of index do you carry now? Um, I'm a 52. <laughs> huh? <laughs> no, come on, what kind? Five point two. No. Oh God, you know better than that. No, um, I've never seen you swing Oh well, that's why I'm on the, the podcast. You <laughs> haven't you haven't seen me swing? You gotta I, have I've some been game. I no, I've been like a 15 index. Mm-hmm. I'm like a 17 plus index right now because gotcha. I don't. I play ping. Po- I'm a pickleball. Uh, pickleball now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Use, use your words. You talked yeah. about pickleball. Scottish people. <laughs> absolutely, it's a newer sport. Absolutely, reaming the Scots <laughs> caddies. And then can't speak. Think that's I, can't yeah. I am a very average player, and so what I tell the average. ladies. What, what's average? I think I, my experience, most women that I know are in the low twenties index. Okay, 20s. so I know a lot of women who are five. Not even. I know a lot of women who are five index, five, ten, fifteen, whatever. But there's majority of the country club women that I teach and that I play with and know are in like twenty two, twenty six range. But I'll um, tell you this: I, I bet you. With Marcel, it's a legit seventeen index. So I would probably put you up against the majority of men who were thirteen, fourteen indexes because they're vanity handicaps. As you talked about, you know, you come see caddies, kick balls, and stuff. You want to play it down. Most men don't want to play it down when they come out here. They yeah, give putts. They don't hole out from from ten feet all the time. They say, "Put me down for a five when they made an eight. Like people aren't writing down their legit scores, and then they go and post, and it's like, "Yeah, you're a thirteen. But you really shot 104 out there. You didn't shoot shoot 88. I want to hear more stories about your caddy and what you experience with caddies, though. So you've been in Scotland. You played up there. Played in Scotland. Played in New Zealand. Played in a lot of places. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. I've, it's crazy. Banned in Pinehurst. Member guest at Cypress Point. And won our flight. Nice. So that was pretty good. And that was uh, after I had just had vertigo and my back had been out. But good story about him. His name is Saint. Do you the know saint? saint? Yes, I know the Saint. Yes. Everybody knows the Saint. So, great caddy. But I go up first day, and I missed the practice round because I had had vertigo, and I couldn't get on a plane. And so I'm like, I'm, but I had already been play, played there previously a couple years earlier, so I was fine. I'm going to miss the practice round. Sorry. So we get in now, first round of the event, and I'm like, oh, you know, nice to meet you, Saint. And uh, what's your caddy style? I'm trying to basically say, please don't club me. <laughs> but I didn't want to say that. I'm trying to be nice for once in my life. And I go, what's your caddy style? And he goes, it's whatever you want it to be. He goes, you want That's to hear me same. talk? I'll yeah. talk. If you don't, I won't. You want the number, blah, blah, blah. And so he was awesome. He awesome. Is awesome. Yeah. 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 But I tend to question a little bit sometimes. Oh, uh, gee. She's one of those too, G. She's a, a questioner. A little bit. A little bit. Not a lot. <laughs> okay. So yeah. that, was a, that, was, that was a good experience. Yes. Any bad experiences with caddies? Oh, Apart from... What you told me? Yeah. So yeah, though there's a num- there's a there's a good number. So there's there's the <laughs> caddy at a tournament in Tahoe, member guest. You're talking about Tahoe. So for people that don't are not from America, right? Tahoe oh, is okay. we we are we are Central Coast. You see that? Yes, we are Central. So coast. Monterey is in the the, the the middle of California. Tahoe is north. Yeah, it's con- we're considered North Cal, but we're Central Cal, really. Okay. And then t- 
Tahoe, so Lake, yeah, Lake, Lake Tahoe, Tahoe which yes. is up north. Part of it's in California and part of it's in Nevada. So I belong to a club up there and uh, we're playing in a member guest. And first of all, every time I bring women out for the member guest, my friends, and these are friends that can be a 10 index up to a, you know, 25. It, it, you know, you bring different friends. It's based on personality, how much fun you're going to have with them. And mm-hmm. yeah, you'd like to win. But And so I bring a friend and I go, do you want a caddy? Now, my favorite caddy, James, and prior to him, another guy uh, whose name I can't remember right now, who's amazing, uh, left. He's amazing, but he's can't so his amazing. Name. I have no idea. What <laughs> really his name good. Is. He became a sommelier. So anyway, he's the best. He looked like um, Robert Downey Jr. Anyway, exactly like Robert Downey. <laughs> so I'd say he's not available. So I don't know who we're going to get. So do you want someone? Because you you just don't know who you're going to get. And then they sit there and they go, well, it's up to you. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I just want to know because if you want him, great, we'll get him. Yeah. But if you don't, that's fine too. But you you got to stick with them, like because oh, you, you might you not. Kinda. And so you and you might not love them. So what happens is they go out and women sometimes think that someone gives them a bad read. Now these no, are women. I never came across <laughs> this, Gordon. Have you? It's oh, never no, happened never, to me. Never, yeah, never, yeah, okay. Well, these are, these are women that are like, you know, they could be, like I said, a 20-something handicap. Oh, we okay. know. We know. Okay. Yes. So they, they, they say, you know, oh, he, he's just, he's not, a, he doesn't read my putts well. And it's like, you know, if you could actually execute, and if I could actually see you keep your head down through your stroke <laughs> and actually have a straight putter, right, then I could say that maybe you could say that. But, like, we, I mean, come on. You know, Agreed. Be, be realistic. And so they get upset and they think the guy's not good. So they're like, oh, and then they get in their head. And for the next six holes, oh, yeah. they're grumpy because this guy is giving them terrible reads. Well, he's not. OK. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is you need to be a field putter with or without a caddy. You need to know your your distance. Just get that feel. And if, if you have them or you don't. Right. Because come on. You're so on point right now, Marcella. <laughs> You're so on point. You have no idea. Go on. They get so mad. So anyway, so that, that'll happen. And then they also get mad. The ladies will, if uh, we're playing with our other ladies, and there's like um, the other ladies make start off with two pars or a birdie and a par. Then they start looking at the scorecard, keep looking at their handicap oh, yeah. going, wait a minute. How? What? They're a what? They're a 30? They're a 29? How can they? Do? Well, golf is that way. You might start out with a bang, and that's okay. Right? But it doesn't mean the women are complete sandbaggers. And even if they are, we're going to play 18 holes. Get in your zone. Get in your own mindset and stop thinking about them. You can't control what they are. You know? So now, that all being said, women are amazing to play with. They are the reason that I have a social life that I do. I have so many of my close friends play golf. Mm -hmm. I love women play for the camaraderie. And the, um, the outfits, honestly, leopard print golf clothes. That's why we play. And it's not so much that we're ever going to get down to a five index, maybe, right? And, and they sometimes know that they're not. And also, as you get older in age, their, their physical and their cognitive skills start declining. It's just a fact, yeah. right? So they might have been on a trajectory to start really lowering their handicap, but then... So many jokes here. There well, are, you just go. So yeah. Oh, for here. men, it's uh, way worse. Way worse. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that wasn't the jokes <laughs> I was going for, but there's, there's, there's so many jokes here. Okay. But so, so, but anyway, so the, the whole thing about women is about just empowering them and making them feel comfortable. And mm-hmm. that's what I do with my, with my girlfriend's guide to golf, with teaching those, those rules of golf. But the reality is women and men get pissy at their caddies and it's an entitled sort of position right i mean you obviously you guys you see this every day you're All you're caddying at the most expensive courses kind of in the world mm-hmm. oh we, we're, we're also the most expensive caddies <laughs> in the world so we are but but what everything you said about women and their expectations of caddies and and their ability to actually putt is so on point because because we encounter that non-stop they they start blaming us right away when they they can't even hit it borderline where you're telling them to hit it or at the pace you tell them to hit it. And, and it's a focus thing. And what I teach them in my clinics is I don't teach, obviously, anything about the, the, the skills mm-hmm. of, of golf or the swing. 
But I talk about specifically about putting and that once you get to the putting green, it's sacred ground. There should be no talking. You should not be whining and going, you know, if we don't have a caddy, do you want me to tend the pin? You want it pulled? Do you need me to move my ball marker? I'm like, no. She does it better than I do. She does, yes. <laughs> but that, you know, obviously, if I need you to, to move your ball I'll marker, you. yeah, yeah well, well, you'll well, let me know. And on. yeah, and you find out on the first hole if they like the pin in or out. Yeah. You find out and go, cool. You like the short ones out, great. And you make a plan for that. But so it's important that they not, you know, kind of um, what's the word? Convolute what's going on in the putting green. Let people be in their zone to think. Yeah. Now I also have friends that'll walk around the hole. Friends who were twenty five handicaps walk around the hole twice. And go to their husband, oh, honey, do you think it's da-da-da? What do you da-da-da-da-da? What do you think about, right? So five minutes of that, and then they look up. Like, Hmm. you're so not even close. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, to me, it's about being able to focus there with whatever your skills are, right? But if you don't have to be a serious ball striker to, to one or two putt. You just have to be in a mental zone. I don't you think it's mental? Putting? Oh yeah, hundred oh, percent. Everything's yeah. mental. Yeah. yeah. What's the best part of your game? Short game. Actually, my putting can yeah. be can be on fire. And if you're willing to give me a dollar to make putts, so I play for my like I. You play for money. Oh, yeah. I am so much more motivated if there's a trophy on the line or when my partners, my girlfriends are like, okay, I'll give you a dollar if you make this. I will make it. We're going to make sure that you download the Big Game Golf app. Oh yeah. Which is your sponsor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you'll enjoy that. Do women gamble in the course? Oh, every your? day. We never play unless there's oh, a bet. Oh, yeah. You have to download Ever. a big game. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's so a big part. What about the long game off the tee? Nothing? I, I mean, I like my driver. Um, uh, you know, it just sort of depends. Right now I'm struggling a little bit, but my putting and my short game is good. Love my 60 degree. Love my 60 degree wedge. And I play it on a tight lie and nice. stuff. People are like, what the hell are you doing? But it's just what I do. I don't how, know. How far do you hit a 60? Uh. I, I like to hit it 35 to 45. Uh, I can hit it a little bit longer, but I prefer not to. Do you use it for full to. shots or you just use it for chipping? Pretty I much. will use it for a full shot, a you nice will. big flopper, nice. and I'm not afraid of it. Big awesome. flopper. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Zabo and you could go and play at his home course, actually. Okay. Yeah, a little par three course in the area. Yeah. Where? It's inside the, the gates, yeah. <laughs> Peter Hay. The hay oh, hay. I love yeah. the hay. That's where he has all these yeah. hole in ones. Yeah. Have you well, ever had a hole in one? No. No? Oh. Let's go to the hay. I want one. <laughs> okay, I played 100 holes at the hay, though, for a fundraiser for Youth on Course. Oh, did you? About a year ago. Yeah, 100 holes. That's a lot. That is a lot. And that's before they had the restaurant and the restroom there. So you yeah. had to run up to that oh, educational thing to pee, which was a problem. So I'm like, you're running around the course, yeah, and then you're yeah. running there every time you round up on the night. Just, just squat in the bushes. Well, that we can't do that. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to go for a wee break. We're going to give you... A message from our our sponsor, our podcast sponsor, Big Game Golf. We're going to go for a wee pint here. It's Melville's Tavern in Monterey, California. If you're ever in town, make sure and come down and say hello to Ian. Four. Are you a caddy who sometimes gets bored in the job? Are you struggling to stay engaged with your players in the golf course? If this is you, you need to download the Big Game Golf app today. Not only can you use the app when playing golf yourself, but the app is a fantastic tool to stay engaged with your players while doing your job. Whether you're keeping score using the eScorecard feature or introducing your players to one of the over 30 money games on offer, the app will offer both you and your players a more fun and engaging experience on the course. The Big Game Golf app is free to download, easy to use and it also integrates with the USGA to automatically pull players' handicaps. You can even text everyone the final results. The extra effort on your part may even help boost your tip. And please find me a caddy who wouldn't be interested in that. Start today and download the Big Game Golf app. So make sure and download that app. Thank you very much for Big Game Golf for sponsoring us. Will you be downloading the app today? Oh, today, right now. Right now? What's the, what's well, the no, Wi-Fi no, no. Wait, password? Wait, 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 half, wait half an hour. <laughs> Promo co- code GDonkey2, oh. all lowercase. Oh, T-W-O. That's right. We, ne- we never actually went there. We <laughs> two, The number one. two. GDonkey1 or two. Well, cheers. Thanks for the beer here. Cheers. <laughs> That's for Ian at Melville's Tavern down here in Monterey. Mm-hmm. So you, you get into golf. You're playing golf. You play with your husband. Bad move. 
you're now you run a thing on Instagram called Girlfriends Guide to Golf. Yeah, right? when did when did it start and how did it start and what do you do? It started so organically. It's so bizarre. You know, as I said, learned the rules, was passionate about them, spent more time, helped my country clubs help their ladies, you know, brought the guys from Southern California Golf Association down Mm -hmm. to teach the rules. And then I start going, oh, well, can you focus on these rules for my ladies? And then there was one year they're like, well, we can't make it. We're too busy. I go, okay, well, can I send you my outline? I'm just going to teach it myself. And then, of course, I went and got my certification from the USGA and studied for that horrible test. And um, But that's kind of interesting. But my social media part started in the weirdest way. My sister said, you need to get on Instagram. I'm like, what's Instagram? So I get on and I get this DM, which I didn't know what a DM was, but I got this message from this woman that owned a clothing company. And she's like, oh, we, we, we think your stuff's great. We love you. Can I send you a box of clothes? Mm-hmm. I'm like, who is this bald old man in his mother's basement? Like, how do I know this is this person? Is this message? What's a DM? Is it public? <laughs> Has anyone seen that? I had no idea. I'm like, Michelle, my sister, what, what, what does this mean? Yeah. Well, that's, it all kind of started and it grew that way because of the clothing aspect, because of the lifestyle of women mm-hmm. is how it became what it is. I have to I jump f- in and say you are looking ravenish. Oh, look at look at that top! Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is that by is Daily nice. Sports. Absolutely. Yeah, what, what, what kind of top is that? It's by Daily Sports. Oh, Daily Sports. Yes. Gotcha. Nice. <laughs> John, like John Daly, or no? It's, gotcha. it's not connected to John Daly. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's why and kind of how it all started and snowballed, and then mm-hmm. then it kind of happened sort of in tandem the 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 fashion and style and women's clothing part promo codes, all that stuff, and then teaching the rules. And so now I teach women. I teach men, too. I teach co-ed clinics. But I teach a level one and level two clinic called a Girlfriend's Golf Experience on golf courses, mostly country clubs around the country. And it's a two-hour clinic, and we start out. They get a video before it even gets, um, before they even uh, show up. They get a video with foundational stuff, areas of the course. You know, there's no junk on the golf course. Everybody's like, oh, I hit my ball in the junk. Well, that's not one of the defined areas oh, of the course. Oh, you don't, you don't like that term? <laughs> so do, you, do you, you dislike terms like trap? Is that a big no-no for you? That's <laughs> Versus a, that's bunker. A, yeah, that's a sticking point for my wife. <laughs> yes. Like, you don't like trap? No, I don't, it doesn't bother yeah. me because we it's know a you're bunker. talking there's, about there's the bunker. There's so many jokes in this, this yes. whole thing. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to step aside here. <laughs> just let you guys go for, go for it here. Yes. So, but I, so many people refer to things the wrong way. So we help them understand, you know, this video, this initial 30 minute video they get talks about the foundation, Mm -hmm. the areas of the course, the types of penalties, the formats of play, stroke play versus match play. And the fact that you need to know when you're asking a question of a rules official or your club pro, you need to say, my ball was in the general area. We were playing match play. And then this thing happened, right? So you need to know those things. So we kind of lay out that foundation. Then when we get to the course for this two-hour experience, we start out in the teeing area, talk about provisional balls, what you need to do, mm-hmm. um, what you shouldn't do, what you should do, and what you must do. And we talk about actually should, must, and may, and how some people, when they hear someone on television talk about a rule, they think he said that you have to do something. Well, he said that you should or you may. So the rules are very clear with should, must, and may. Mm -hmm. on what you, you know, you must mark your ball before you lift it to identify it. You must, yes. You must. That's not a, but you, and you may, or you should put a unique mark, put your little three blue dots Mm -hmm. or a green circle, Mm -hmm. right? And that's a should. So we talk about all of that and we get through, we go to an unplayable lie. We demonstrate it. People take out a club. They talk about how you take that relief, that back on the line, lateral, stroke and distance and I teach ladies that that 18.1 stroke and distance is their best friend and they all have these eureka moments because they're like oh my gosh I don't have to sit there and kill myself in the bunker or in a horrible lie and thick fescue or whatever and so they learn those things and we go to a penalty area and we go to a uh, car path and just work our way down the golf course and we take a lot of questions and they get handouts, and it's it's really a, a like a crash course in mm-hmm. in golf rules. And and you consider yourself an expert. You pretty much know every rule in golf, or do you do you, do you have to 
consult the book much on well, rulings? Or? I love you asking that because so there's two certification levels, advanced and expert. I'm currently advanced. I'll hope to get my expert this November when I take the test again. And does expert mean you don't need the book anymore? You just know them all by heart and don't need nope. to consult it? Nope, because every rules official, including the top tour mm -hmm. uh, rules official on the uh, PGA tour, has their book with them and consults it quite often because you just want it to be perfect. Yeah, There's so. a lot of rules out there. Yeah. They're, they're just um, a lot of exceptions and a lot of nuances. Yeah. Do you and think so there's too many rules? I personally feel like there should be two sets of books. I feel like there should be rules for professional play with that current 25 rule book that we have, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. It really is really, really good. And then there should be a separate book for amateurs that just makes it so much easier because I think it's daunting when you're starting to play and you want to play in events and some fun tournaments and it's like, I've never heard of that. In fact, I was teaching the other day and a pro that was watching, because I give what's called MSR credits, which are member service requirements for PGA professionals. So yeah. they get continued oh, yeah. education mm -hmm. credits if they attend my event. So they quite often attend. And I was explaining the unreasonable stroke rule, which I'll tell you about, but I was explaining it. And he's like, I have never, ever, ever heard of that. And he's a PGA professional for many, many, many years. Wow. So there's a lot of stuff that you just wouldn't have come across. Yeah. You know, but do you know about the reasonable stroke rule? I don't know. Yes. So if you're going to take, if you may be entitled to free relief from a cart path, for example. If you may be entitled. Well, to. because you, you, when you see your ball on a cart path, you may be entitled. You're not always entitled. If it's on the cart path? Yeah. How can you not be entitled to relief if it's on the cart path? God, you're just asking the perfect yeah. question for, but no, for my answer. If it's on the cart path, you're always entitled to relief. You must take, or you don't must take relief, but you're always entitled to it, no? Except if it's an unreasonable stroke. So just say there's this huge boulder, okay, right in front of your way, on the way to the hole. Okay. And your stroke, if, if that were grass instead of cart path, your stroke at the ball would hit the boulder, then it's not reasonable that you would have been able to hit that shot anyway. So you don't get free relief from the immovable obstruction, the cart path, because it wasn't reasonable. You wouldn't have had a shot. And if you're going to say, I've grass. never, if ever heard was, of that. If it was on the grass. If it were just on the grass in the general area. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I, it's a freaking aha moment yeah that's that's pretty crazy yeah so i mean there, there's a lot of things like that all right is it is it time to start diving into the rules to 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 actually figure some Absolutely. stuff out so what, what, so the, the, what, what are the the the, the top the top misconceived rule in your opinion i think related to relief free relief from an immovable obstruction abnormal mm -hmm. course condition so that's your cart path, your sprinkler head, your drain, right? Any of those man-made obstructions. People think that you can just take it and put it wherever you want. They tend to want to put it on the nicer side of the cart path, for example. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes there's a hedge or really thick bushes on one side of the cart which path. Which is their nearest point. Which is their yeah. nearest point of complete yeah. relief. But those bushes are in the general area, right? Because they're not in any of the four specific yeah, areas. Yeah. So the bushes are in bounds in the general area. And uh, that is your nearest point of complete relief, right into a hedge. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to take this optional relief, that's where you're going to drop is in the middle of the bush. That is your nearest point of complete relief. So people think, no, there's bushes there. That's not my nearest point. It's over here yeah, yeah. on the fairway side, which, is, which isn't no. true. Yeah. So that one's very, very common. And it's, it's so... Cart path relief and sprinkler head relief are different, correct? Is is it is it because uh, cart path relief is stance and a club length, correct? Well, so in 2019, that it's a little nuance that changed. So it's your nearest point of complete relief from either of these. Any abnormal course conditions could be ground under repair, could be um, cart path, could be drain, or could be a drain, could be a electrical box, right? Mm -hmm. 
you get your nearest point, you find your nearest point of complete relief that's no closer to the hole, and then you get a club length from that reference point. So even on a sprinkler head, it's nearest point and then a club length yes, from there, yes. no closer to the hole. Yes, and that changed in 2019. So that, that, that's another thing that bo- bothers me with the, with the USGA because they have some rules that are adoptable by local conditions. Like, for instance, if you're this, – this is one that I always tell players, but when they're within two club lengths of a sprinkler head – and they're within two club lengths of the green. That's a local rule, correct? That's not a that's not a USGA actual rule. If it's line of play, you can adopt a local rule where you can get relief, but that is not an official rule, correct? Yeah. So the model local rules are sort of official. They're available and provided by the USGA and the RNA as a list of options, and they give you exact verbiage that you can choose from. So your club pro, your wife, mm-hmm. will pick one that she wants. For example, there's two club lengths from the putting green, that sprinkler head, and you adopt that and you put it on the back of the scorecard or in some other printed material and have that available to people who play. So it's a model local rule. You pick and choose your model local rules and you adopt them. So it's it's official in that way, but gotcha. it's not in the 25 rules of golf book. It doesn't go everywhere. It's only where it's been adopted. Is that pretty standard like at a PGA Tour level, that, that particular rule if you're within two club lengths of the green and that's line of play? Um, I don't know about a PGA Tour level. I know at a lot of country clubs they have that local rule. Yes. And what's different about that is it's better than just your normal um, free relief from your cart path or sprinkler head out in the fairway because you also get line of play, as you said. It's not because normally it's just area of intended stance and Mm -hmm. swing or if the ball's on it, if you have that interference. But in this case, with that model local rule, it's also if it is in your line of play. And, of course, your line of play to a hole on a putting green may not be the straight line. Obviously, if you've got a good caddy and he's telling you that the green is severely goes left She's to right. She's pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> she is, yes. Yes. So your line of play could be way away from the flag, but that's your intended line, and then you get your free relief. Yeah. It just it kind of drives me crazy that they have – they're adoptable rules, but they're not actual rules. Like, for instance, the, the the new out-of-bounds rule. Now, it's a local rule now. You hit a ball OB, you can drop one. Where it went out, equal the fairway under a penalty of two shots. So it's essentially you're hitting, you know, if you hit a tee shot, you're now hitting four. But that's not at the professional level, and that's adoptable, right? I, it, it's, again, it's like they're, they're making two sets of rules. I don't, in my opinion, I don't like that. Yeah, well, I think because it's a kind of a hybrid, you know what I mean? So yeah. people get confused and think they're allowed to do something when they, when they can't. And that one, not many people use, I would say. But it's a pace of play thing. Yeah. And the thing is... I, I try to use it a lot as a caddy. I'm like, all right, we but, can drop up so, there. So just so you know, Marcelo. Yeah. Right? Zabo is the biggest <laughs> cheat. Here we go. As really? a caddy. I have ever I, seen in my life. I do what I okay. can for my players so oh they win. Oh, my gosh. So, she wins. so I, you, you've touched up upon a lot of things during this episode. I was with Delyn McCoppin and our, our friend Michelle a couple yes. of nights ago. Mm-hmm. They had a caddy over at Clint's course to Hema. And the caddy straight away in the second hole just takes their, bunk, their, their balls out of the bunker and said, well, most women don't want to play at the bunker. Wow. Right, so, he, wow. so he's... He's way beyond what I would even say is acceptable. And I think there's a lot of things we do as caddies where no one will ever know they were in that mess. Yeah. One of the things I remember this guy come up to me and says, well, you could have given me a decent lie. And I'm sitting there going, <laughs> you would have seen it. Yeah, you should have Actually, seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's in Santa Cruz County. Right. <laughs> this is out your... I, I was, sometimes I take an extra ball out their bag. Just so you can drop it. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah. But Zabo's the worst. No, he he's the absolute not. worst. I have seen no, him cheat for people. No, that no, he has. It's off the charts. But no. are these people playing for money? Get out of here. That's the thing. Get out of here. That's the thing. So if you're just goofing around on a random Sunday, you're hungover, you come in, you're just like, uh, and you just play. Whatever, do whatever you want. You but if you're playing you're for money, for. You, I'm sorry, you don't get to pick and choose. I had a guy, I know a guy who's like a plus two, and we're paired up um, for a little match play with another uh, couple, another couple friends. And he's literally, he sets up on the first tee, and he's like, he moves the tee markers. He's like, oh, these aren't set up right. I'm like, you can't do that. We, j- you just lost the hole. And he's like, what? <laughs> lost a hole. I don't know so that. That's lost a hole. 
if it if it improves the conditions affecting the stroke. If you're doing it and there's an advantage to you, then it's loss of hole. But that's on your T markers on your T area. But what if your ball ends up, for example, this I'm sure this happens to you. Well, maybe not you guys ever, but maybe players where you tee off from the the tips, but the ball ends up on the ladies' tee. There's a whole bunch of connotations. Is there an official there. rule you have to pull your pants down? Yeah. Is that official? Is That's that a USGA in the rule? Local rule. <laughs> no, be. but but if it's right next to a T marker on that ting area, can you move that? Yeah, you can move the T marker, right? Yeah. Well, absolutely. You, you tell me. You'll yeah. expert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can move any T markers because just like any cart path sign or red or as yellow stake, yeah. as long yeah, if it interferes with your or or bothers you for your area of intended swing or stance, but not in your teeing area. So just any of these other gotcha. areas, these movable obstructions. That's good yeah. to know. Yeah. I'll just in you case what. your ball ends up on the ladies' tee. I'm just saying. That's just opening the door to so many <laughs> so many but we're, we're so many things you're we're, being we're gentlemen today we i appreciate that another we're one always, we're always gentlemen no, I've, heard, I've, I've heard your podcast <laughs> are we right in saying that women can be the worst people in the golf course i think women um are more intense okay so most households the woman wants the towels folded a certain way she wants the dishwasher loaded a certain way and where things are lined up in the closet, she wants a certain way. So we are more particular, not all, but mostly than men. So therefore, when we learn something, we think it's right, which is like right or wrong. So for us, if we learn some rules, we want people to follow them because like, this is right. This is the right thing to yeah. do. So we get a little bit more Very intense. Accurate. And so I think that's why. Um, and men cheat more, so they want everyone else to cheat more so that they don't notice that they're cheating. <laughs> so that's another thing. The nail on the head there. Yeah. But so they can be intense, but they can also be amazing. I mean, there I have go. the best community of women and the best friends in the world. So here's another one that like when they change the rules, like what drives me crazy when they changed it from hazard to penalty area. I can't call it a penalty. I still call it a hazard. I don't care what the rules say. Does that does that drive you nuts, or you you just you call it a penalty area because that's what it is now? It, it doesn't drive me nuts as long as we're applying the right rules to it. As long as we know that we can ground our club now in there, and we can take our practice swing in there. That's and true. You can you can literally there's no, you're not supposed to in a bunker. There's, there's no penalty if you ground your club in a bunker. So when the rules changed in 2019, you had all these people hopping online with these one-liners about the rules. It's okay to double hit your ball, period. Or you can ground your club in a bunker, period. Well, n- rules are not one, as you've seen in the book. They're not one line. There's all these exceptions. So it's okay to accidentally double hit your ball anywhere, n- but never intentionally. Yeah. Okay. And you can, du- you can double hit it in the putting green, really, accidentally as well. Um, and the same thing about grounding your club. It's not okay to accidentally ground your club in the bunker. It kind of depends. You can prevent yourself from falling. You can spank the ground or slap the ground in, in uh, anger like Sergio Garcia. I use him all the time as an example. <laughs> but that's permitted and that's written into the rules of golf. But you can't take a practice swing. You can't test the sand. So those one-liner, any of those bullets where they go the top 10, whatever, the top whatever, kind of ignore them because they're not the full story. Okay. Yeah. So, Marcella Smith, what is your goal now in, in, in golf going forward? So, it's just to educate as many women as I can. I mean, I do teach co-ed, so it's not like I don't, but I really focus on women because I want to empower them. I want to make them feel um, comfortable, confident out on the course, and feel like we're entitled to be there. And I know you're joking when you say women shouldn't be there. And I, in your heart of heart, no, you're, 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 you're yeah, no, no. I'm joking. Well, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> I say I yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think, but, it's, but it's in called order, banter. It's called banter. Yes. And people need to understand banter. Yes. Right? They do. Yes. So. But in order to feel like we're entitled to be there, whether you're male or female, you need to have a pace of play that's great you need to keep up with the group you need to care for the course and repair damage repair your damage repair other people's damage there's responsibilities along with golf and some other countries they actually require you to learn the rules before you even are allowed to go out and play in a public course so it that's important and so i feel like it's my mission to educate and and support as many women as possible so that they can feel entitled so that they don't get discriminated against and that they enjoy themselves by learning, you know, learning the rules and and having some fun. And we have a ton of fun when we're out there. It's not like we're just 
going, you know, by the, yeah, yeah, no, we, we, we laugh and and tease and and have a really good time. So that, that's really my mission to make more people feel comfortable and confident. And I I just love doing it, love going to, and I go all over the country. So, and she's available for hire. I am available. If you, where can people find you? They can find me at girlfriendsguidetogolf.com. And on Instagram, YouTube, et cetera, I have a podcast that just launched called Golf Rules School with my friend Blakey, who's a real rules official from Down Under. Nice. And he's an expert. Yeah. So that's where, yeah, that's where you can reach me. And um, I'd love to have as many people as possible, you know, just learn a little bit more about the rules and feel more confident. Is there a particular rule that drives you crazy? Like for me, the most ridiculous rule, and I, I think I like to know your opinion if they're going to change this rule, but balls in a divot in the fairway. You can't take relief. Do you think that's ridiculous? Mm, no, because then you could be taking relief all day long. No, no. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, who's, who's someone going to come up and watch exactly what the... Now you're going to interpret that divot and... You should... Yeah, I'm of the opinion, if you hit the fairway, you should have a preferred lie 100% of the time. You can, you can clean your ball and mark it for how many years on the putting green, right? If you're on the putting green, you can mark your ball and clean it and p- place it back. Why not be able to do that if you hit a perfect shot in the fairway? It just, it makes no sense. Mm. Well, I think you've got a pay situation there, no? A what? Pace. Not really. Marking your ball, cleaning it, and putting it back in the fairway? How many shots are you having on every, I mean, if, all day long? In Marcella, the fairway. I'm, That's I'm, a I'm, lot. I'm, there's very few times I'll ever agree with Michael. It's, it's ridiculous. I actually agree with Zabo right you now. You should never hit a fairway and be in a divot it's, and not it, be able to take it out. You, you, you can place your ball in the tee. You can mark your ball in the green. You are penalized on the fairway if you hit the, the fairway. Yeah. So do you, do you not think they'll change that rule eventually? Everyone says they'll never change it. But again, that's why I feel like there should be a separate book for amateur play that's just so simple like that. But main thing is, is, is pace. It's everything. And it ruins people's rounds when you're sitting there waiting. I mean, yesterday and during the practice round here at Pebble Beach at the U.S. Women's Open, it's tough to, for that kind of pace. I, I could never... Yeah. Wait that long. Shocking. Oh, Brutal. kill me. Recently, we had a US Open down at LA Country Club. Rory McIlroy had a, a ruling. Yes. Ball embedded. Yes. What, what do you think of that? Ooh, yeah, so because that changed in 2023, where um used to be that the nearest point of complete relief or, or where you can take your relief for an embedded ball is a spot right behind the embedded ball. Mm-hmm. And if there wasn't a spot in the general area right there, then you wouldn't be able to take relief. And it happened a lot on the side of bunkers like that in the grass. And so there actually probably was a spot that was nearer where the ball was that they could have said was his reference point and measured from there. So when I saw it, I kind of questioned it. But ultimately, he ended up taking his drop at pretty much more or less the same place anyway. So it wasn't a big benefit to him and it also the rules official told him what to do so you know you do yeah. what they say and if they blow it then you know they blow them. It. Yeah. but they don't blow it very often yeah. it yeah. was interesting how the the tv did not zoom in like they would if it was brooks kepka yeah <laughs> that's all we're saying excellent okay we're gonna wrap things up here Marcella, thank you thank so you much Marcella. for coming It's on. been informative, yeah. Thank you. It's been great to be here. And I'm loving, I'm about to have some lunch here yeah, at Melville's the Tavern. Tavern. And yeah, uh, I'm enjoying Monterey. my beer. And I'm going to come back probably tomorrow night before I head out of town. Perfect. There you go. Thank you so much, Ian. Thank you, Ian. He's busy drinking. Yeah, he's, he's looking. <laughs> thank you so much for, for, for coming on. You're the first girl that's ever come on the podcast. And you won't be the last. Oh, good. That's awesome. I'm glad. Leading, leading the way. Thank you for having me. I appreciate <laughs> it. Zabo, as always, thank you very much. Thank you. Good to be here. If listeners want to support us, you can always go to our website, glorifieddonkey.com. Look in the top right-hand side. Buy us a beer. Until next time, enjoy your golf. But more importantly... Play by the rules. Play by the rules. Oh, we got <gasps> a new slogan. Play by the rules. Play by the rules. <laughs>